Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Uh, welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I am Adam Busher and I'm joined as always by J.P. Russell. Mm, yellow. Today we are talking about Two for the Road, the 20th episode of season two and the 45th episode overall. Our centric character is Ana Lucia Cortez. Two for the Road takes place on the 63rd and 64th day after the crash of Oceanic 815. JP. Yes. You ready for the recap? Yeah, it, it took me until about 10 seconds ago to get the name Ana Lucia in my head and not Michelle Rodriguez, so we'll, we'll see mean, how this goes. Do, do, what, do what you got to do, man. Sure, sure, sure. Let's have that recap. Hit it. Okay, so in this episode, we learn about Ana Lucia and how her mother is willing to throw her in jail for murder, but never taught her to not talk to strangers. Uh, Anna goes on a drunken, totally not creepy adventure with Christian Shepard to Sydney, Australia. Not Sydney, France. Not Sydney, Oklahoma. But Sydney, Australia. (laughs) This episode has more people looking for guns than the ATF. Hurley tries to win the heart of some blonde lady. Uh, someone hurt my sweet baby boy John Locke's leg, and Michael has a bad day at the jungle office. <laughs> um, we are joined today uh, by a new guest. Uh, are, are we doing first name last name? I don't know. Like, I guess it depends on if uh, if our guest is in the witness protection program or not. Yes. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I am, but it's fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are joined today by Eric Rudkin. Welcome Hello. to the show. Thanks yeah. for having me yeah. on the show, Eric. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, Eric, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I All guess, right. uh, well, first and foremost, are are you, a, are you a Lost fan? Did you watch Lost in its original run? Um, I feel like I watched enough of Lost in that I watched the very first episode when my family was all watching the pilot, and then I watched the very last episode <laughs> when I came back from my freshman year of college, and those are the only two episodes I'd seen up to this point. Um, I feel like that's the full Lost experience. So I kind of did what you guys are doing, but in my own way. Right? No, perfect. You're, I, I've, I've, other than this podcast, I've got like three episodes up on you. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, I saw the pilot and I saw the <laughs> finale. So. Oh, that's perfect. So then, uh, in your in your spare time, what what kind of shows do you watch? What kind of media do you tend to uh, tend to enjoy? Um, more into comedies than the dramas, for the most part. Um, love me a good just procedural comedy. Um, any of this stuff stuff going on, it's a good time. I like to play some video games. Um, just got done. I've been spending the quarantine doing a lot of call of duty Warzone, but that's the main there thing i've go. been taking there in you go. <laughs> um but no other than that it's uh a lot of just random tv shows i've been trying to get through that i've got on in the background while i'm doing anything else at the time just multitasking is kind of my go-to well sure. and i i may or may not be piggybacking off your plex server um so <laughs> i i i can attest that you have a very eclectic uh taste in in movies and shows i would just say it's probably your your most uh recent favorite comedy and by recent maybe like you know new in the past five years four years 
Um, new in the last five years or so. I really like the good place hey, a whole okay. lot. Um, really resonated with me. Um, into the whole Michael Scher. Is that yeah. the guy's name? I'm yeah, blanking. Yeah. yeah, but uh, pretty much all, all the stuff he's done has resonated with me a lot in the comedic way. I've, I've found that uh, the good place very interesting because uh, not that it's the first comedy to ever be serialized, but like so many people latched onto this comedy. It, it was so popular. And the thing that I love about it, not it is not just that it's funny, which it is, but I like, I, I've always liked serialized things. So to be able to sit down and watch a comedy that is also serialized is, it, 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 it's less emotionally draining than watching a serialized drama. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like. It's uplifting and you get to follow along week to week. There's a payoff. Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes I'm here to be drained, but the last few months have not had right, that energy. Right. There's only so, so much in the tank. Right. Exactly. <laughs> cool. 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 Well then, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the about Two for the Road, shall we? Yeah, Two for the Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two for the Road originally aired back on May third, two thousand and six. It was written by Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim, and directed by Paul Edwards. Elizabeth Sarnoff, we've seen a couple of times, to- or maybe once or twice at this point. She um, she wrote she wrote an episode of Drew Goddard that we had already talked about uh, a while back, um, but this is the first episode that we have run into from Christina M. Kim. Uh, Christina M. Kim and Elizabeth Sarnoff write together a lot on Lost, and there's a kind of interesting little bit about this that I found out. Uh, for this specific ep- episode, Two for the Road, Kim and uh, Sarnoff were uh, nominated for a WGA Award for Best Episodic Drama, Very cool. which is kind of neat. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and we've seen uh, we've seen Paul Edwards uh, a couple of times in the past uh, as well. He directed uh, JP's favorite episode so far, uh, what Kate did, <laughs> <laughs> which we talked about a few weeks yeah. ago as well. <laughs> yeah, such a such a good episode. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, uh, all three of these folks, uh, Elizabeth uh, Sarnoff, Christina and Kim, and Paul Edwards are all they're they're all in house lost folks. Uh, Paul started as a camera operator, went on to direct, I think, 20-something episodes of Lost. Wait, he was uh, a camera operator? First and second season. Okay, because I've got a, a history of dunking on whoever's pulling focus on this show, so I wonder. <laughs> it's pro- well, I mean, it's probably not him if he's the, if he's the operator. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we, we, we'll look it up. We'll look it up off mic. Okay. <laughs> and uh, by that, I, of course, mean we're never going to look that up. <laughs> no. I'm just going to keep dunking on him. <laughs> just... Just, just pass Continuous it off as anonymous dunking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, two for the road. This is an Ana Lucia episode. Yeah. Um, I don't I, I don't even hardly know where to start. Uh, the beginning is always a good place to start. But even starting at the beginning, we're, we're going to have to have a serious conversation about the police <laughs> during <laughs> this episode. And I don't know. Do we start with that? Do we wait till the end? I feel we got to work up to that. I feel like we got to work up to. I think we'll. I think we'll get to. Maybe we'll we'll talk about it uh, in one chunk at the end. Um, Okay. (laughs) But yeah, uh, it kicks off with um, Michael is like borderline comatose in the jungle, and Kate and Jack are there. Uh, Again, we don't know how he got there. We don't know where he was. We don't know why Kate and Jack are out there waiting for him. Yeah, what are they doing in the woods, sinners? But they're like, oh, we got it. Like, I don't know. Jack says he like starts shouting out in the woods and Kate, Kate's like, just no, let's just take care of him. And he's like, OK. But then like that's the last we cut in immediately into Ana Lucia. Um, chronologically, we've seen Ana Lucia already um, in uh, her first centric uh, 
episode is called, I think, Collision, uh, and it's from early in season two. We here at the uh, we here at Lost and Lost have not seen that episode, so this is our first uh, little dive into the history of Ana Lucia Cortez. And yeah. it turns out that she's a member of the largest Los Angeles street gang that exists, the <laughs> LAPD. Oh, <laughs> I th- I okay, that makes more sense. Oh God! <laughs> and and for anybody who's listening, uh, remember we we skip episode recaps. So if they talked about what uh, what's going on between Ana Lucia and her mom, like they they kind of recap it for us in the, in this morgue scene, but like we don't know who this dude is. We don't, and yeah, I'm sure we'll find out later. But I was trying to figure out. She said something about like Ma, or but I I couldn't figure out. It, it was it's revealed later on in the episode that it is in fact her mother. But you know the the relationship. I was like, well. They're close, but I, I didn't. I, I well, she, sure. she says it right before she quits. She's like, well, I guess mom, I'm going to leave or whatever. Well, I, I I played it back several times. I couldn't tell if she said ma or if it was like mall, you know, or something like, you know, if that was like yeah. a nickname uh, or oh, something. Oh, yeah, because so. this episode is set in the, uh, the 1930s and mall is a piece mm-hmm. of slang that is actively used. Mall was the name of Leonardo DiCaprio's wife in Inception. You leave that, me be. That's an excellent point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a point. Now, are we sure that Inception didn't happen in the 1930s, though? That's an even better point. <laughs> We're supposed to be dunking on the cops right now, not me. Yeah. Um, uh, quick guest uh, star shout out here to uh, Rachel uh, Rachel Tickerton. Is that how you pronounce her last name? The sure. only thing I know her from, she's the she's the prison guard uh, on uh, Con Air. Oh, God. That's... Oh man, that's a deep pull. Oh wow, okay. (laughs) What do you mean deep pull? I watch Con Air maybe three times a week. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite airplane movies. (laughs) It's one of my yeah. It's one of my favorite airplane movies starring John Cusack and Cole Meany from uh, Star Trek. Well, and I I was trying to figure out because like Michelle Rodriguez has definitely been a cop before, right? Like she was in SWAT, I think. It's pretty much all she does. It's that in Fast and Furious, right? Well, yeah, I mean, those are her two things, is mean cop and then mean lady car driver. Yeah, she's definitely been a cop before. She was, like, a rec- She was like a, some sort of mercenary or something in uh, Resident Evil, right? Like, she's always in some sort of, like, yeah, aggressive position of authority or right. position of violence. I mean, she, she is one of those actors, though, where you just kind of put her in one of those, like, uniform and a gun, and you're like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we get it. We buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um the the my big actually big takeaway uh, from this opening scene between her and uh, her potential mom here um, was just like she's obviously got mo- mommy issues here and what we're seeing here is that they're uh, lost is an equal opportunity parental issue show. Yeah. We've had a lot of characters uh, so far have daddy issues. Now we're getting some mommy issues. So it's, you know, it's nice to see that the, the fellas are spreading it around a little bit. When she's talking to her mom, and, and we had an issue with this in, it, it might have been Kate's episode, where she refers to her dad as daddy. Yes. And Ana Lucia refers to her mom as mommy, mommy. on the phone. And I'm just yeah. like, can we, can we just not? Can't like... 2006 was a different time. <laughs> you don't you don't get it. We didn't know about 9/11 in 2006. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> Such an innocent time. Oh my god. But I mean, but yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, we listening to Kate call Sam Austin daddy. It's like, Ugh. oh god. And then but now yeah, like here listening to Ana Lucia call her mom mommy. It's just like 
I, I mean, like I get sort of the regression. You always want somebody to take care of you when you're spe- feeling vulnerable or something like that. But then also at the same time, it's like you're still an adult. I right. don't know. I don't know. Exactly. I, I guess I don't want to dunk on somebody's like personal uh, relationships with their f- family or whatever, because that's you know pretty complicated and everything like that. But I don't know. It's just mommy. Mm. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. So you you mentioned in the recap that uh, Michael was having a bad day. You know who else was not having a great day? Who? Living Bruise, Henry, Ben Linus, Gale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's having a... Yeah. Um, when they first c- show him in the armory, his forehead is literally just a... Like, from hairline to hairline, just a, a rainbow of purple and yellow. <laughs> like, in this guy's... He's, he's been a bit of a punching bag. Um... And and uh, was that our our last episode? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Our, our, the last episode that we went over where he was. Um, it was when they captive. bagged him. It was yeah. Right. It was chronologically six epi- episodes ago. But uh, for us, yeah, last last episode they they bagged Henry Gale out in the uh, the jungle. So like in uh, in Lost Time on Island, yeah, he's been there like six days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they so. said they had him in there like ten days or something like that. Something like that. But yeah, it's just. It, did, I mean, I know I haven't seen many episodes of this show. Do they handle time in any meaningful way? I know you said it's been X number of days, like 60 some days since the plane crashed. But as far as I know, everybody's just been sweaty the whole time. It's hard to tell how much time has actually yes. passed. Um, it, it was sort of uh, in the first season, it was kind of like a, an episode would be a day or two or so. So by the time okay. we got to the end of the first season, it was, I think, 40 some odd days. Like the pilot okay. covered like the first three days and then like it just kind of chipped away at that. So the a good rule of thumb is a day or two per episode. Well, and, okay. and in okay. that regard, like and we've mentioned on the show before how like, oh, man, they've been there for uh, a month and change or something like that. But all the guys just have perfect five o'clock shadow, except for Michael, who's definitely got a I've been doing weird stuff in the woods beard going on. Right oh, yeah. Now, which oh, I, yeah. I really kind of appreciate that. <laughs> well, he, he earned that beard by doing weird stuff in the woods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How do I get a beard like that? You don't want to know. <laughs> you have to scream into the void. Um, I, I want to do a quick poll here, a show of hands. Uh, uh, who saw it coming when Henry Gale jumped on Lucia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? a little bit. Like, We're all he, nodding. He, yeah. he, he does the little... And she's like, what? I can't hear you. Let me get closer. And I was like, as soon as, soon as that, I was like, okay, yeah, he's going to fucking jump her. Like, <laughs> Okay, so now we, we do need to talk about that. He has his hands bound. And by, he's, by all of the rope on the island. All the rope. <laughs> mm-hmm. They made more rope just to tie him up more. And he's still... They have nothing better they could use that rope for. <laughs> right. We've only got this one prisoner. <laughs> yeah. If we don't use all the rope, they won't give us more rope next season. <laughs> <laughs> they like he's already in a locked room okay <laughs> we have him bound okay and he still manages to absolutely physically dominate her mm-hmm. like yeah you almost she's still, straight right, up almost she, kills her <laughs> she's got legs she can kick he only has now one one real like point of bendiness in his arms and she's still just like nope this is it i'm gonna die now <laughs> like you're a terrible cop or well i mean she was a terrible cop but like she's a terrible cop in more than one way (laughs) yeah but her entire motive then for the rest of the the jungle stuff is he bested me at 
armed combat. Therefore, I must kill him in murder later. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, like, like that's a total just like she's all full of vengeance because uh, I mean, embarrassment, basically, like that's the only right. thing I, you, I that you could she take got away the from jump that. on him. She could not defend herself. And now she's like, well, now I have to murder this man in cold blood. Shortly after uh, that happens where Henry jumps her, uh, <laughs> we, we get a cutaway before she goes to like mess him up or whatever, that there's some, somebody's laid up in the bed and there's a set of crutches over there. Um, and I was racking my brain. I was like, who in the, like, it's not Sawyer because he was in there and he got shot, but that was a long time ago. Um and so I and so then when he when Locke stumbles in with his leg like all fucked up, I was just like, "Yeah, suck it, dork." I'm glad you're hurt. <laughs> Wait, you you were glad John Locke was hurt? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You take that back. I will not. <laughs> you take that back as my sweet baby boy, um, Eric. I don't know if I I mentioned this. Uh, John Locke can do no wrong. He's the best character in the show. I don't think I don't think that's He's, right. Is it? He has the most dad energy of <laughs> any character, and I love him. And he's my sweet baby boy. He's easily thirty years older than you. <laughs> Maybe twenty five. Time is time is subjective in this show. Time is meaningless. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. JP's obsessed. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, JP's obsession with John Locke. He's gonna like. I don't know what he's gonna say about this, but I know what I want to say, and it is. Uh, I don't care that you got stabbed in the leg. <laughs> That's what happened. I thought a door fell on him. Whatever happened to him, like that's the thing we don't know right away until we we find out later oh, that yeah, yeah, apparently the blast door closed on him or something. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, so we're we're kind of jumping all over the place. How do, do we want to handle? Well, I, that's what I want. I wanted to t- make mention that real quick because this is what made me think this with Locke's injury. I was like, we're ten minutes into this episode, and this is the first time I've been this spun around. In in weeks, probably right. since we talked about man, since we watched Man Behind the Curtain, um, like a, a ton of stuff has happened prior yes. to this, notwithstanding yeah. any of the things we've actually seen. And so, yeah, we were just like ten or fifteen minutes into this, and I was like, the only thing I can really focus on right now is the Ana Lucia flashbacks, because what is happening present island time is just like. I'm totally, I'm totally spun around on it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just a lot of people running around uh, looking for guns, asking about guns. Yeah, Sawyer's got all the guns, but Jack also has a gun, and everyone wants the guns because they're gonna go shoot the other people with the guns. And I'm like, this just, it was exhausting. Also, for big talk about Sawyer having all the guns, I think I only saw one gun throughout the whole episode. Right. Yeah. Right. And then Sawyer didn't even realize it was missing. When I wrote it was that in gone. huge letters at the bottom okay. of my thing. How did he not realize his pistol was gone? That, like when he when he literally reached for He'd his been pants, sitting on no gun. Right, uh, which means one thing: he had sex with his pants on. <laughs> he just utilized his zipper and had sex with his pants on, and there was no pants on, pants off, guys. It's and just. Called safe sex. <laughs> safe sex is having a gun with you while you're having sex, but he blew it because it got swiped on him. But that's what I'm saying. And like, he didn't realize it way later. Right. Maybe that it, it, he's had that gun in his waistband so long that like he doesn't even like sense the the presence of it there anymore. He's just so like I don't know. There, there's literally no explanation as to what like 
I, I thought that the scene of Ana Lucia and him hooking up by the river as she's walking away was going to end with, oh, hey, by the way, give me my gun back. Because I was like, that's 100% why she's there. <laughs> right. Well, and it, what is, I know we're jumping all over the place here, but yeah. when, you know, they're like having their little tussle and then she kisses him and, you know, he's like, oh, what are you going to do now? Um, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fuck you. And then I'll take your gun when you're in like post-sex, like brain or whatever. She obviously doesn't know Sawyer as well as the rest of the survivors because she's one of the tailies and she's only right. been here for like a couple of weeks in, in their sure. time. But like she didn't have to go that far. Like she probably could have been like, hey, Sawyer, do you want to do this Sudoku with me? And he would have been so fucking banjaxed by it. <laughs> just been like, he'd been like, yeah. I bought a lot of fours. And she would have just been gone with the gun already. <laughs> hey, do you want to help me just straight murder this guy? Oh, yeah. Here's all the guns. So if we if we go back to uh, Locke is wounded, um, the the next sort of thing that I have anyway um, is that uh, Locke uh, after Ana Lucia disappears uh, post being attacked by uh, Henry Gale slash Ben Linus, um, uh, Locke goes in there and he's like, "Why didn't you try to take me out? You know, like we've been alone in here together and stuff like that. Why'd you jump her and not me?" And and uh, Henry Ben, uh, he he's like, well, you're one of the good ones, Locke, and I. It it, it gave me pause because I I know how much of a manipulator that Ben is, and the second that that came out of his mouth, I was just like, okay, he's likely playing Locke here. He's like, he, he's doing he's he's sort of like nibbling around the edges, looking for Locke's weaknesses, weak spots. I don't know. Like that's that was my first instinct when this little exchange was happening. Anyway, right? Like even even though he's trapped in that room and tied up he's not powerless you know there's still a lot of uh mental manipulation he can do against all these people just based on who he is who we're still trying to figure out who that is but yeah like this is the this is sort of uh, one thing i wanted to ask you eric um like you you only get a, a couple of moments here to see henry you don't know how I don't even know if they say what his name like this. Is, this might be another instance of like the writers forgetting to do the mandatory exposition of reintroducing us to characters. I don't even know. I don't even remember if they say who this dude is like by name. Uh, they get Henry. There's no you were talking about a Ben just now. I don't recall. Right. They're the same person. Yeah, I figured as much based on that. So they but, do refer um, to him. No, he's just a dude. They just call him Henry. He's just tied up in there. And the only context I got was that he is spokesperson for the others. Yes who may be other plane crash survivors from a different plane or something, maybe. <laughs> right. I don't think we know yet. Well, and even within the context of this show where we're watching this out of order, we don't really know who the others are yet either. But yeah, like what was your like early, like, like your first impression, I guess, uh, of, of uh, Henry? Um, well, the first note I had is spooky white guys mad about something. <laughs> um, and... I also have one in here that spooky white guy is holding all the cards and these guys don't know right. it. It just feels like it's kind of like what JP was just saying that he is fully yeah. in control of this situation and everybody else is just kind of along for the ride, which is exactly how this entire episode plays out. Yeah. In the right. It, it feels very like, yes, you're beating me up right now, but I'm not going to be here forever. He knows that. And when I get out of here, y- y'all are in trouble. It's very like Hans Gruber. He's not physically intimidating unless you're Michelle yeah. Rodriguez. Um, but, uh, well, it's all, it's all like, uh, you know, I get the real vibe off him. It's like my bruises will heal, but the discord that I'm sowing amongst you 
is going right. to have is going to have so much more devastation on you than the beating you're laying upon mm-hmm. me. Um. So yeah. So Jack and Kate um burst into the hatch with a unconscious Michael, and Jack is a, in very Jack fashion giving John a lot of attitude. For John just asking very innocent questions, like oh, you would see it that way. <laughs> he he's like, oh, so you, your plan worked? He's like, no. What? So, so what happened? Okay. Did you did you don't, just find him in the woods? Like, don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Jack. <laughs> good. <laughs> no these these two John and Jack they they cannot have a civil conversation um, between the two of them. One of them is always being petulant, and yes, in this instance, yes. it's it's Jack. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not not to like be real male gaze about it, but whoever the wardrobe person was was trying to find the absolute lowest cut jeans for. Michelle Rodriguez possible. I also noticed that. (laughs) And then I could only think that maybe she thought she had gone too far. And so she was like, now I need to get a really wide belt to sort of walk backward. (laughs) (laughs) These jeans are too low rise. I'm going to get the WWE championship belt for her to wear so that we don't get uh, standard and practices on us. (laughs) They had given her a a championship bull riding belt, but then they're like, ah, dial it back just a little bit. (laughs) So yeah, so we um, we eventually get uh, Michael to wake up, and he describes uh, his his time in the jungle, mm-hmm. uh, growing his gnarly jungle beard, mm-hmm. and uh, talks about the others and sort of what he observed them doing. His intelligence on them is that they ain't shit, basically. <laughs> Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. All I saw was two guns. We can take them. We just have to go get the guns back from right. Sawyer. Right. That made me think of uh, Jack's army, uh, which was a brief thing that we talked about in a previous episode. It's like J- Locke was like, You're raising an army. The only reason you raise an army is to go to war. And it's like, Apparently, this is, you don't need an army. You just need, you know, just grab everybody and just overwhelm them. Like, right. with n- superior numbers. You don't even need to bring guns. They're just, they're twice, literally twice as many of you as there are of them. Like, right. <laughs> Um, and, and so we, we know that Michael's son, uh, whose name I don't remember right now. Walt. Um, yeah, Walt's been missing even in the context of this show for a while. Um, mm-hmm. so he suspects, and he, he's got that very like Liam Neeson, like I'm going to get my child back sort of crazed look in his eyes. Like, so yeah, so he's, he's very much like understandably distraught, you know? Yeah. At his wit's end, I need to get my son back. Uh, so uh john and michael and kate and jack decide that they're gonna go get some guns and go shoot up the others let's go to the gun store let's go to the island gun store aka sawyer's tent i guess <laughs> is there a is there like a three-day cooling off period on the i think island? that I th- there might be like the, I, i'm not sure what sort of gun control exists on the island but i'm sure that I'm sure that they're being responsible. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, because everyone's just walking around with them in their waistbands, and, like, <laughs> and then forgetting that they're missing, and like not realizing that they've been stolen, and <laughs> giving them to arguably the most irresponsible person on the island, oh and letting the most irresponsible person on the island steal them somehow. Yeah. How Sawyer ended up with the guns, we don't know, <laughs> but apparently he got his hands on him, and like at this point, everybody's sort of okay with it. They're like, okay, let him hold on to the guns, give Sawyer something to do, like. 
it'll make him feel like a big man and he'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's that's the only explanation I can think of to it. Give, just like, give the big man his big guns and he'll feel better. <laughs> the lead up to to them, like again with uh, when Ana Lucia goes to get a gun from him, he's just like out in the jungle picking mangoes and just like doing his Sawyer thing. It's just like it's exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exhausting. That's the best word to describe it. It's because she she walks out there and she's like, "Hey, get off my mangoes! I spent all day picking those mangoes." It's like, a, you're not working that hard. B, like, there's a, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) But it, it, even in the last episode that we watched, he goes on this little side quest with with uh, Hugo. Maybe that's what was pissing me off about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And in this episode, it's like he he just shows up and he's knocking mangoes out of trees, and I'm like. Are we having another Sawyer side quest? Because yeah, he's kind of. Are we getting a Sawyer C plot here where. Also, he only had like eight mangoes. <laughs> yeah. For like an, for an all day effort. Like, that's just bad. Got him at 6 a.m. Headed out to the mango tree. Here it is, 3 30 in the afternoon. I got me eight mangoes. A couple more of these, and I got a fruit salad. <laughs> I started by shooting them down, but then I just got mango juice, and that's hard to catch in my big, hairy hands. <laughs> I think that might have been what was frustrating because as soon as we cut to Sawyer just by himself, I, maybe I must have flashbacks to the <laughs> Sawyer uh, Hurley sidetrack from the other episode, and it's just like I don't want to spend eight minutes uh, with this. He's just he's chasing one rogue mango that's rolling down the river, and he goes oh, on God. like a like a Pink Panther style adventure trying to catch the one mango. But then, like on the way, he finds. Pfft, charlie or somebody <laughs> and he's like hey you gotta help me catch the mango <laughs> fuck sawyer fuck, yeah fuck sawyer right now for sure yeah um yeah, anyway uh, to, i didn't mean to derail the conversation from uh the main like actually the main part of this where they go to the beach to find the guns from sawyer and he jack jack's a psychopath right here They're like yes oh yeah what like she, right like his his first thing that he does is he he starts with direct question hey where, where's the guns right like not not a hey how you doing then he takes the thing that sawyer's reading and throws it in the fire right like that what a, in what and a of itself fucking bully man like <laughs> you're missing the part where he put him back on the plane and gave him a swirling <laughs> And then he gave him a wedgie after that and then threw him back down by the yeah. fire. Like, you need to put all the details. Yeah. He splashed, lunch a, money. splashed a puddle mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so so that's already like cranked up to 11. And yeah. then the third time he asks, he sticks a gun in his goddamn face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I thought we were all in this together, man. Like, <laughs> but, but, but again, it's the same thing with, with John before. There's no explaining the situation. There's no, there's no, hey, here's what's going on and we'll fill you in and we're going to be a team. It's, I am Jack. This is happening right now. I don't have time. Everything's on fire. Give me the guns. Like, it's just. Right. It's a, a, a moment of honesty, a moment of, of uh, you know, like being forthcoming with information here would save so much time and so much aggravation amongst these characters. If Jack would just explain to Sawyer why he needed the guns, Sawyer would probably be like, yeah, okay, I have extra guns. <laughs> right. Like, have some. Jesus Christ. It's just. So, well, okay. So, like, Sawyer goes to defend himself. Like, he reaches for his pistol. Like, right. Jack's not going to get the drop on him, right? <laughs> oh wait <laughs> no sawyer sawyer uh found an opportunity to get some tang uh and lost his piece <laughs> so now he's just, get- like, i know we brought this up but he was sitting down exactly. right, right like, like, but, 
Okay, so this means that he either had his pants on when she stole it, or, which I don't know how that would have happened because she was like already standing up getting dressed, or he put his pants back on and didn't notice that there wasn't a gun back there. Maybe he was just so distracted by the fact that he that he got uh, got a little that he was just like in this post jungle hookup afterglow and just like walked away from the spring feeling good chest out just like yeah I still got it like and just didn't take a moment to check his everyday carry and like <laughs> I don't know like and no there, there, there's there is no explanation there's like Eric said it he was sitting down he should have felt it printing against his back like. There's no explanation as to as to why the, the, when he needed it, that was the moment he realized it had been gone for hours already. <laughs> right, right. It's it's not where did I no put my cell phone? It's oh, I, that's right. I don't have a gun in if, my waistband right now. If I were Jack in that moment, holding my pistol on him, and and so I reaches for his bed. He's like, oh, that bitch. She stole my gun. I'd be like. Did she steal the rest of the guns? How come we left you in charge of the <laughs> island's armaments for so long? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Also, as soon as he starts reaching toward his, the back of his it's waistband a, where he always keeps his gun. It's a slow Jack, draw contest. This, this is time to nut up or shut up, dude. You either got to shoot Sawyer or you guys are just going to be in a standoff now. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Manufactured drama on, uh, yeah. on the beach. Oh, Lordy. Christ. We can talk about Hurley. Oh, we, could, we could talk about her because I don't think because uh, uh, that's pretty much the end of the present day. The present story timeline is that they, Jack pulls the gun. Sawyer doesn't have his gun. Uh, he goes, my, "That bitch stole my gun." And then Locke's like, "Jack, oh shit, I forgot. I have something to tell you." And then we don't cut back to present time on the island. Uh, right. At least the a plot. Like we, I think we might. I think we still have some Hurley stuff to talk about. But yeah, this is probably a, per- a perfect opportunity to talk about the C plot of the story. Hurley and Libby. Is that her name? Yeah, we actually haven't. Uh, I don't think she's been introduced the couple of times we've seen her on the show. Uh, well, she was might, exited in this episode. This, this might be the first time that she's had lines. And yeah, poor, poor Cynthia Watrous. We hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Libby. Libby's her name. And she's awesome. I love this actress. I love this character. And I really wish that we would have gotten an opportunity to see her. But now you know what happens to her. So, like, the <laughs> next time we see her, you're probably going to be like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how I was with Boone. <laughs> Every time Boone comes up now, I'm like, I don't care. You're dead to me. <laughs> you're already dead. Uh, Eric, uh, are you familiar with the character of Boone? I recognize the name, but okay. that's about he, it. He was the first main cast character to die uh, on the show. Okay. And the first episode we watched after the pilot was the episode that he died. <laughs> Classic. So, right. so yeah, Boone. Boone. We certainly hardly knew you. And yeah, anytime now, anytime now he <laughs> comes up, and I didn't realize. I don't think JP realized this either that this would be a side effect of it. But now, anytime he pops up, I don't care. You're dead. Like, give a yeah. shit. Yeah. And what's his what's his sister's name? Uh, uh, Shannon. Yeah. Shannon. Yeah. We, she we, got ice too. Yeah, and we I'm didn't just see like, the episode where she died, but we saw the episode right after it. We saw. Her funeral and so now we're like eh, Shannon who gives a shit yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever she does is meaningless I guess, you have, I guess you have her death to look forward to what if she dies in a really cool way like. actually Boone Boone oh man they almost uh, took his leg off with a plane door that was pretty pretty cool that was, so, yeah that was yeah, pretty maybe she'll have a, a, a wicked like combine accident um, <laughs> Hurley's got the hots for somebody 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's he's trying to just be cool about it, man. Yeah. He's trying to trying to also get some some island hookup action yeah. going. Yeah, it's like why you know spread it around. Saeed's Saeed was getting busy with Shannon. Uh, Sawyer's hooking up. Like Jack, uh, Jack is always popular with the ladies. Like Sawyer Hurley. got some in this episode. Yeah, like Hur- Hurley, man. Just you know, let the big man, let the big dog hunt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shooting a shot, dry crackers on the beach with no drinks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I actually made a note of this <laughs> when he's raiding the pantry for the some pic, the picnic supplies. He appears to grab a four pound bag of pinto beans <laughs> off of the shelf and put it in his bag. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an af- man after my own. It's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> oh my god! Cooked in the plastic. Just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is your date are you gonna are you gonna like hey Libby here's my our first date idea I'm gonna show you how to make an earthquake preparedness kit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's he was just gra- it looked like he's grabbing cans of stuff I wasn't sure if it was like relish or like what it was but it was just like I mean we 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 get from a previous episode that Hurley's not like the most suave guy, but he understands how humans eat. He clearly, he clearly has like we're getting the idea. We get the idea here at least that like when he's you know when he's crushing a little bit, maybe maybe his uh, you know he gets too flustered to think. <laughs> sure. So Saeed tells them about or tells tells Hurley about a great spot that's three kilometers away, um, and it's it's a beach. So rather than just walking on the beach. To get to that other beach, they walk through the jungle. And it's obviously up. easier to cut through the jungle. Right. Straight lines as the crow. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man. Like, I feel uh, in that in that moment, I felt a little bit bad for Saeed because he was like, oh, yeah, I took Shannon there on our first date. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a uh, bummer. Yeah. You had a girlfriend but, and then she died. <laughs> On the you know, island. We're, That's the we're on an island with like monsters and polar bears and yeah. wild horses yeah. and people that want to kill us. You know what you should do? You should go like a mile away <laughs> and like be outside of screaming distance just so you can go on the world's shittiest picnic. <laughs> hey, that bag of pinto beans at least make a good yeah. like yeah. weapon. Like right? blackjack. <laughs> like, yeah, the after uh, others come after you, just whack them with that huge bag of pinto beans. <sighs> That'll Take get all this time to get away at least. Hurley just Hurley yeah. just thinking ahead. Yeah, it's practical. They end up uh, not at the special beach. They end up just back where they were. That may be the hardest I laughed during this episode when she just went, "Look, there's gin." <laughs> uh, no joke. Uh, I will send it to you in Discord. That picture of gin is my desktop right now of him oh, just giving God. that wonderful, because beautiful. My my note here is why is the gin? Why is a gin thumbs up gif not the first thing that comes up on Giphy when you type in thumbs up gif? Because yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Well, and before that, I just wrote gin out here doing the Lord's work. He's just he's so just like I'm just I'm not. In, I, I love it when there's people on the beach not dealing with all of the drama it's just like people doing mundane stuff and yeah. just, just like the silent observer to, so good the hugo just striking out <laughs> let's i think that uh that's it let's talk about the flashbacks i guess sure. let's get let's get into the heavy shit okay yep 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 so we talked we talked about it at the top of the episode um Ana Lucia and her mom 
go into this uh this morgue and see this this person uh and um i don't know lucia's mom's like uh you know, it's pretty obvious to me that you did this and she yeah. like, uh, she uh, essentially cops to it, but she's like, but also you don't, we, her mom's like, we, we'll never be able to prosecute this because we, the person who did it knows what a cop would be looking for. So you've already gotten rid of all the evidence. You're never you're like, you'll never go down for this or whatever. Uh, and she quits. She's like, maybe I wasn't cut out to be a cop. And Anna Lucy is like, I'm out. So yeah, she, um, <laughs> she winds down after a long shift at the place with the most inflated drink prices, an airport bar. Mm-hmm. She's there so often that the bartender knows her by name. And, she's, <laughs> and she knows the bartender, too. Hey, right. Mike. Hey, Alicia. Yeah. Hey, but, hey, are you ready for a $16, like, <laughs> to, to tequila and tonic? To, to rail tequila straight up. Yeah, no, it's drink time. Um, and uh, who does she meet at the bar? It's fucking Christian Shepard. W- welcome back to the show, John Terry. Okay, he was on the show yes. before. He he he's okay. That makes more he's sense. A, he's a recurring guest character, and he's been in of the like. This is what the eighth episode we've done here. He's been in like six of okay. them. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was his whole arc in that whole oh. thing with him and his wife was supposed to be like reflective on Ana Lucia. I'm like, what are they trying to say? <laughs> what do you think they were trying? Like, did you, did you get a takeaway from that thinking that this was John Terry's only bit? I was like, I, I thought it was like they were talking about Ana Lucia trying to come in and like not take over every aspect of her life. And sometimes she needs to just go with the flow <laughs> or like not try to intervene with everything. And I was like, that's a weird way to convey that message. <laughs> And I was like, but I, okay. <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's wild because, like, I, again, we're watching this show out of order, and Christian Shepard has been in this show a whole bunch already. Um, okay. And we've uh, seen him Christian, be a really... Christian's almost had more appearances, I think, so far than Charlie, and Charlie's an actual main cast member. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've seen Charlie in the pilot and when he got hung up. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they have um, the strangest conversation that two strangers could have in an airport bar. Um, yeah. Because Christian's coming off real creepy. Um, oh, yeah. And he convinces Ana Lucia to come to... Sydney, Australia with him. Is there another Sydney I need to be made aware of? Because he's like, Sydney, beat, 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 Australia. Like, yeah, fucking dude, we all know where Sydney is. I have a cousin, Sydney. That's not who he's talking about. I'm going to Oklahoma yeah. City. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I was unaware. <laughs> Um, yeah, Chris is a super creep here and like obviously yeah. obviously pretty drunk. Yeah. Um, He's just putting off real creepy vibes. Um they they create co- secret sexy not sexy uh spy code names for for one another at the bar. Right. Now, I did appreciate this a lot because I was doing the exact same thing for every single character where I was just giving them names based on <laughs> what I thought they looked like. Okay, uh, which which brings me to a little segment of the show here um, called Code Names. Um, so, uh, Eric, if you and I were mm-hmm. to meet in an airport bar and we didn't know each other mm-hmm. and we decided that we were going to take uh, a trip together, but we had to have spy names uh, mm-hmm. for one another, um, what 
uh, let's see what um oh his his exact words were you know i you have to pick a name for me so i we should i want each mm-hmm. of us to pick a name for one another that's that's all right we're just gonna like say him on three yeah there. so Who's so eric what, what's your name for me um, I think if I walked up to you in a bar and told you I was going to Sydney, Australia, and then I needed to come up with a name for you, I would call you Garrett. <laughs> is that, wait, is it, is it Garrett with a question mark at the end? <laughs> okay. Now. All right. Um, then I think I'm, I'm going to call you Jeb. Ooh. I, w- I would if <laughs> if you were to call me if you, Eric you walked up to me and uh, we had to and you were like hey I'm going to Sydney Australia uh and and you are going to be my Garrett I'd be like all right you're going to be my Billy the Kid right ooh Pat Garrett ooh. Billy the Kid right yeah like, that's what mm-hmm. that's what they should she, she was you know you you she she gives him the shitty one first she gives him Tom and then she could have been like or he could have came back and be like, all right, well, you're going to be Dick and Harry or whatever. Like, you know, even if somebody gives you a garbage thing to start with, like Tom, he could have made it awesome. But he oh. was like, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, he whispered, Sarah. And and I wrote here, is that, isn't that that the name of his daughter-in-law? Is it? I don't know. I didn't look I, it up because I guess I, I didn't know. want the mystery ruined for me. I don't know. What's your, <laughs> your, your, your secret name is Hambone. 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 Um, that's a sick name. I'm, I'm gonna put that in my Twitter bio. <laughs> Old Hambone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's O L apostrophe. Old Hambone. <laughs> you know, just just Old Hambone, Jeb, and uh, and Garrett, and Garrett. <laughs> Garrett. G- Garrett? <laughs> Going on an adventure. To, to Sydney, to, to Sydney, Oklahoma. Australia, Australia, Australia. Yes. Oh, right, Australia. Sorry. Yeah, I always get those screwed up. Um, so <laughs> she she decides to go with creepy McDrunk fuck. Uh, she must have just had her passport on her. Well, um, yeah, I guess because she just works at the airport. Like she probably just has her passport in her pocket. Probably right. No. In case you ever gets proposition to go on an international trip at a bar after work, like come on, hey, like, listen, listen, these things happen. I need you, I need you to be my, shh, I need you to be my protection, because I'm I'm going to that real dangerous country, Australia. Uh, you know what happened to Steve Irwin? I need I need backup. Uh, like, okay, I guess you creepy drunk fuck. Yeah, pay for my ticket to go to Australia. She like, she must have been like mentally so spun out to say yes to this. Like that's like her instincts of self preservation, her her uh, confidence in her own abilities to do the right thing. Uh, all of it has to have gone so completely haywire for her to say yes to Christian in this moment. Because Christian, yes, there's nothing about any of his pitch that was like this is an okay thing to do, <laughs> right? Well, and, and so, okay, then we, we, we cut to them in Australia. She can't sleep. She's just railing tequila. There's in no the, reason to sleep if you're going to drink tequila. Like, I, I've been <laughs> telling you this for decades. Like I know. I if know. You, if you're going to be awake. Yeah, those are yes, the two options. There's it's very binary. Or tequila. And yes. one of them is obviously better than the other. <laughs> So so she's she's up you know looking over the over the city and Christian comes to her room drunk and I was like oh this looks like a real bad situation again like he just comes off as so creepy like uh, you know uh, it's time 
for what you it is time, it's time for you to take a shower my guy but she, but she she calls him she's like oh yeah if you've been doing nothing but f- drinking for four days now it's time okay like yeah just mid bender it's it's time for the plan <laughs> so then they they go to a house in the yeah. rain yeah. um we don't know whose house it is we yeah. can uh surmise from the the conversation that it's someone that christian has had a child with because he's yeah. he's screaming about his daughter i believe yeah. and that that dangerous super dangerous woman who was minding her own business in her own house is who Anna Lucia had to protect christian from yeah I, I I still don't quite understand what the plan was here. This is this is my uh, takeaway from the end of that scene. Anyway, not even the end of this little the the flashback storyline. And you guys can tell me what you think. But um, obviously the the protection thing was a subterfuge. It wasn't like true or whatever like that. Dude, right. Christian was Christian was afraid to go alone. Yeah, and it wasn't because he actually needed protection. It, he was more afraid of being by himself. Uh, cause yeah, that's exactly what she does. Michelle Rodriguez, or, uh, excuse me, Anna Lucia just like <laughs> pulls him off of the porch for just like screaming at this poor woman in the rain in the middle of the night. Um, and then they don't talk about it till the next morning because they're, they're driving the next morning still. And then she asks, I, I for the, that woman. I for the briefest second thought that Christian was drunk driving until I remembered that in Australia the wheel is on the other side of the car. <laughs> Get that man on the other side of the car. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they they, they don't talk about it till the next morning. Whatever. And he's just like he's 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 content to continue the bender. He's just like, hey, we pulled up in front of a bar, and then he talks about fate and like destiny and how they're meant to be together and like. Uh, and he he goes into a bar and. Uh, just goes to have a cocktail, a, mm-hmm. a nice early morning cocktail. And mm-hmm. then that's all we see of Christian until uh, we find out that somehow he's died. Um, because Jack is at the ticket counter really being a piece of shit to the fucking airline oh, person. Oh, shit. Oh, that's Jack's dad. Oh, do you, do yeah. Do you know about this, JP? <laughs> what? That Christian was dead? No. <laughs> like the whole oh, time? Wow. I'm watching this show out of order. No, I, th- I don't know I, that. I thought they talked. I, I maybe they didn't. I it, th- this is what's happening. My memory, like I, I could I could be totally misremembering the pilot now that it's been months gone. But like I thought that they talked about that in the pilot, but maybe they didn't. Not that I remember. Okay. I don't know. Uh, then, yeah. Then, so Christian then is Jack's dead. That you don't know that Jack uh, that Christian's dead. Mm. <laughs> Jack's. <laughs> A lot of these things are starting to fall back into play and the place now. Yeah, Eric, yeah. I'm sorry. We gave you a real rough one to just jump in on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, I don't know. There's people dying all over yeah. the place. There's people that I thought were alive that yeah. aren't now and people traveling all over the world. And I think he hits Sawyer with the car uh, door. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, it happened. Yep. So- happened? Sawyer's okay. in Sydney. Ever- Sawyer went, I'm walking <laughs> in here. Yeah. Boy, no, yeah, that was Sawyer just outside of the cocktail bar. Yeah, everyone's everyone's intertwined in everybody's stories. We're getting more and more of that as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jack's just being a shithead at the counter, just weaving this this story to this poor person who's probably making minimum wage. Then um, then Anna Lucia wants to uh, it, it, wants to go it, back she home. Over, yeah, she's overhearing Jack, and that kind of sp- like spurs in her the moment of like, okay, 
I saw what kind of like loneliness a person can be driven to when they are trying to run from their problems by like spending these days with Christian and then hearing how like Jack's rant that they take a counter. That's what like ultimately causes her to want to like be like, okay, like I got to get home. Like I, I don't want to be Christian. I don't want to be Jack or whoever these two people are. I, would, I want things to get better. Which I mean, and again, not to, not to like denigrate uh, reaching out to a loved one in a time of, distress or something like that but like just don't use the words mommy and daddy mom yeah hey ma mom ma madre you know i'm I'm gonna need a fucking ride from the airport let's go right and she offers and she's got well and i had to look i looked this up just because i was curious but like that's a 14-hour flight so she got plenty of time to like it like if somebody like jp if you called me and be like hey i'm coming to la can you come pick me up like eat me get a lift like that's (laughs) that's that's 45 minutes from my house i'm not doing that but like if you if you were coming to, from uh, Sydney, I'd be like, oh, I got all kinds of time to prepare for that. <laughs> sure, I can I can arrange for a taxi to come pick you up. <laughs> um, should we wrap things up in the hatch? Uh, this probably probably <laughs> we should probably address that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, things were wrapped up in the hatch. Well, okay. So first, uh, and we didn't touch on this, but um, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, excuse me, Analysia, um. <laughs> is going to kill Ben and then doesn't and is really mad at herself that she can't just kill another yeah, human yeah, being. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote that here. I couldn't even kill him. Like, that's a character flaw. Like, that's something to be ashamed of. Right. I couldn't kill him. Good. Good. <laughs> that guy made me look foolish and I could not Good. kill him and something is wrong with me. <laughs> But maybe that maybe that was just her PD training ki- kicking in. Like. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> They'll never let me back on the force if I can't just kill this man. She says she can't kill him, and Michael's like, well, "Let me do it." He he's got as much reason to hate the others as anybody else because they took Walt. He's seen him like he's all aggro. So he 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 asks Anna Lucia for the gun to to do it for her to kill Henry for her. Uh, yeah, and then he apologizes. Mm-hmm. And fucking just kills Anna Lucia instead. Just straight. I, I it well, caught me I, off guard. I, I'm gonna say I, I've seen this before. How did how did this strike the two of you? Um, as someone who didn't really know or really care about these characters, I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because literally right up until he says the words "I'm sorry," I'm still thinking, "Oh, he's he's gonna go shoot Ben," but but John Locke will come in and be like, "Hey, what are you kids doing in here? Put that gun down. What is that?" Uh, or he'll like spear throw his crutch across the room and like and stop him. Uh, but no, he just turns and shoots. And and kills her just sitting there right on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our our new friend whose name uh, I I barely know, um, L- Libby. Yeah, Libby's uh, trying to trying to. Uh, she's uh, the the big takeaway from the the beach date was that she's into it. She's digging on Hurley. There's one little last moment there where he's like, "Hey, maybe I'll get drunk enough to remember where I know you from." So apparently Hurley knows her from somewhere else, and she seems to be a little bit apprehensive about that. But she heads to the hatch to get blankets for their picnic. And this is very much wrong place, wrong time. Because she yeah. walks in and then and startles Michael and Michael shoots her too. It was like three times too. It wasn't even yeah. like, ah, it was like a... Yeah, it's... Uh, and then he opens up the, um, the room with Ben in it. They have a little discussion and then he shoots himself. I, w- I misremembered the end of this episode from back when I first saw it. I thought that we... Fig- like 
I did not realize that it ended on Michael shooting himself. I thought there yeah. was still a little bit to go and that we were going to get sort of like a, but that's, I mean, that, that was probably more of an effective cliffhanger than I, th- the, the cliffhanger I was remembering in my own head, because I think the thing I'm remembering is the beginning of the next episode. We, we do have to have a conversation though. I mean, the, boy, what a, what a odd time to be recording this podcast, but it's, it's interesting how, uh, cause what, what year did this episode, um, 2006. Yeah. So in 2006, how, you know, th- this show was presented to just mainstream media. Everybody was, was watching lost. Everybody was tuning mm-hmm. into ABC to, to mm-hmm. check out lost and how, you know, a police murder cover up is just kind of brushed under the rug and uh, her ability to murder someone sort of, uh, without consequence yep. uh and then also her her self-shame for not just being able to murder someone it doesn't hold up real yeah, good it, it's you you can't imagine that a scene like that would be written in a show that would air in this upcoming like 2020 television season oh not even a little like yeah. you you have currently already shows like brooklyn 99 um and, and other cop dramas like they've spent years and years and years doing like this copaganda style television of like painting police officers in, in a very heroic light. And like, yes, they're complicated and they sometimes have to make all these right. seconds decisions and all that stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's an odd time because now people in general are, I think getting starting to be a little bit more critical of that narrative that comes from ABC, CBS, Fox, when they make their, their narratives, their media, their, their shows, that was kind of always in the back of my head while watching this this episode because we we start off with a, a lot of that. And I'm just kind of mm-hmm. just puts a puts a weird taste in your mouth with uh, yeah. the current climate of the country. So, uh, JP, did you like this episode? Uh, yeah. I I like that it had a a real shocking ending and that the show it doesn't want you to get too comfortable. Like we just iced like three characters mm-hmm. all, all at once and uh, in that regard the show is training you not to trust the show you know mm-hmm. not not to trust any sort of oh i know how this show goes all these characters that i know by name are safe because i know them by name yeah. um and there's there's a, a ramp up here too because this is um i think two or three episodes away from the finale so like things are definitely coming to a head as far as season two itself is concerned right um eric so i mean you you know you haven't watched much this so, is like the third episode officially that you've seen yeah yeah you haven't <laughs> yeah, watched and i remember nothing about right it so, so as as like a just watching this as like a self-contained piece of media like just mm-hmm. an episode uh, how did you did you like this did you not like this how was this in terms of overall storytelling like um i feel like it's definitely an episode that requires not even just like character knowledge and context for the pieces on the show, but kind of context for how they put an episode together. Whereas like they were jumping all over the place and a lot of the dialogue was stuff that would have worked, but it just kind of came off as them saying facts at each other. (laughs) For trying to like put together like where they were, what day, like what year it is, and trying to like put together a timeline that I had no other context for. So like when somebody just goes over and they're just talking about like 
Anna, you are a police officer. What are you doing? And like, oh, okay, so this is back in the past. <laughs> like, or something like that. And like, I wouldn't say it wasn't enjoyable. I enjoyed the hour that I spent with it. I'm not exactly clamoring for more sure, right now. Sure. Um, just because of the tonal whiplash of these like four concurrent storylines going on was a lot to take yeah. in. And, yeah. you know, again, watching a show out of order is not the way to consume media. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely right. not. Like if, if JP and I were trying to get you to become a fan of Lost, we're going about it in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying J.J. Abrams should have accounted for this. <laughs> but but it, it it does hold true to our our original hypothesis that because the show jumps around so much in time, you can still watch it out of order like we are and still just it's get still the gist of it. Yeah, exactly. So. Did you like it? Adam? <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam, what uh, would you think? Uh, I, I would probably say no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the, the present storyline. Um, okay. Well, I, I liked, I liked the flashback part of it which I tend to like more in episodes where the present day Island storyline is so fragmented. Mm. If, if I could take and watch a half hour show of just like Ana Lucia having demons and having, you know, being this arguably evil person to start and uh, searching for some sort of redemption or something like that. I, th- I like that story to an extent. Um, and I like the C plot. I liked the I liked you know getting to know her, uh, uh, Hurley and Libby, uh, and it was sad to see it end so tragically. But like uh, on on the whole, I say this episode, nah, I probably wasn't a fan of it. I would say, especially comparing it to when I watched it back in the day, I probably didn't like it when I I was probably I probably got to the end of this one. I was like, I much want I I would much rather just get to whatever's happening next. Right now, I don't care what is happening right, presently. It's setting the stage for more interesting yes. things to happen. Yes, yes, yes. Like look at look at Jack's storyline. Jack all he did was was get Michael to the hatch and go yell at Sawyer for some guns. Like it took him the entire episode to do those two things. We're setting the stage for a lot more interesting stuff to happen. Yeah. Let's do MVPs now. Uh, okay. Lost in, Lost MVPs are our favorite character of the episode, regardless of any other uh, knowledge that you have of this character. This will be very easy for you, Eric. Eric, who is your lost MVP for Two for the Road? Honestly, my lost MVP for Two for the Road is probably Hurley. Like, he was very uninvolved with a lot of it. I didn't really care for much of Analysia's whole thing or creepy old guy or any of the stuff going on in the hatch. Hurley just seemed genuine. He was just there to have a good time. And I feel bad for what's about to happen to Hurley in 221 <laughs> and onward. And I want nothing but for the best. Nothing but the best for that. Yeah. Man. Yep. And, and we've talked about that before. It's kind of hard to hate him. Yeah. And he's he's in for a rough road. So and, and sadly, we won't get to uh, find out what happens immediately after this because we don't watch. Uh, the next episode, which is question mark for uh, probably a year. <laughs> I think it's perfect. like I think plenty, it's of like time, plenty of time, 25 for episodes down the road for early to process his grief. <laughs> we'll have you back on for that one, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Busher, uh, MVP. MVP, one and only Jin out there grinding <laughs> for the community, not getting involved in nonsense. You know what? There's work to be done on the beach to make sure that everybody can make it from the sunrise to sunset. One of those things is catching fish. One person on the beach is super good at it, and Jin's out here doing it. MVP, <laughs> Jin. Yes. 
Absolutely. JP, what is JP? What is your lost MVP? Uh, Edward Craven Walker. Who? The guy that invented the lava lamp. Um. So, um, in. In, in the final scene, my notes go as as follows. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Lava lamp. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, because in the middle of the room, in between Michael and a dead body, is a lava lamp. And uh, that's all I could see because it is framed dead center. And I thought, oh, well, it was, it was nice to break up... Uh, the the second and third murders with just a nice sort of red reddish purple lava lamp in the middle of the room so i just i appreciated what mr walker did for everyone by making lava lamps had to mr walker yes lost forever our least favorite character of the episode regardless of what you know about them past or present or future just two for the road lost forever eric I feel like this might be the popular choice, so I'm going to go with it anyway. It's got to be Sawyer's, man. <laughs> How do you, we've chronicled his myriad of fuck-ups this episode. And it's just, you killed three people by just losing track of the gun, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is not responsible gun ownership, my dude. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Sawyer. Uh, I'm sure at some point Sawyer will be on our on our good side because writers always do that, you know. It, it's uh, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. It's going to be season two of the podcast. It's going to be seasons four, five, and six. That's uh, that's when you'll you'll probably get on his side. <laughs> okay, I am surprised he makes it that long. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, Busher, uh, let's see what do I got here. Lost forever. If I had if I had evidence that the thing that Locke needed to tell Jack would have saved. Libby's life, then it would be Locke. Because it, the last thing we hear out of Locke is, oh, Jack, I have something to tell you once they realize the gun is missing. If whatever that piece of information was saves Libby's life, it's Locke. Barring any evidence of that, it's Michael, the person who actually killed her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, John was trying to cover for her, you know, like. But I don't know why. Like. This the, because she telling, got her ass kicked by telling, a guy who was all tied the, up. Telling the truth there would have kept everybody safer. Yeah. Oh, hey, guess who doesn't be, get to be alone with the prisoners anymore? Ana Lucia. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. That's <laughs> remember fair. just just the last episode you were talking about responsible prisoner detention, uh, not yeah. going into uh, into an area with prisoners with a weapon. Uh, Said was the only one doing it responsibly. He's the only one who should be on guard duty, but he's digging a hole or something, <laughs> and and not and not understanding say anything references. Um, oh, I I, had a, I forgot to mention that when uh, <laughs> when Hurley was like. Uh, Oh, you should check it out. You know, if we ever get the, off this island, and I, and I was like, same dude. Like, I feel you. Yeah. Like, if we, <laughs> yeah. if I can ever leave my apartment again, I absolutely will go <laughs> watch a movie. <laughs> well, okay, so that's that's gonna take me to my lost forever. Yeah, JP um, hit it's, it. I think it's Hurley because he's lying. He has not seen say anything. He's just saying the one part about the movie that everybody else knows. I'm like Hurley. Give me three other scenes of that movie. I don't think you can he, do it. He, he talks about the dad going to jail. Shut up. You're the ending of the movie. <laughs> Listen, that have you seen Say Anything? Because I have So I don't know if that around. actually happens in the movie. I, I, have se- I have seen it Say Anything. It, it is actually a pretty good movie, and I would have to agree with Hurley. If you get a chance to check it out, go ahead. No, in I'm just going to watch. Your eyes, the light, the heat. 
you know, get Peter Gabriel. You know, forget it. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. No. <laughs> uh, burning questions. Eric or JP, did you guys have one? Something that got brought up in this episode that didn't get answered that you hope gets answered at some point in the future. Or hope was covered in a previous episode that we haven't seen. Does Sawyer have sex by just sticking his dick through the zipper of his pants? That is a very good burning question, Eric. Um, Does Evangeline Lily do anything ever? (laughs) Also a very good question. The answer to both of those are no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much. I got one. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much going to do it for the the end of the episode segments. Eric, uh, Eric, you got anything to plug? You got anything that you want the people at home to know about? I am on Twitter and Twitch. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Rudkin, and you can find me on Twitch at DTJ Melons. DTJ Melons. What do you do on Twitch? Call of Duty Warzone? Um, a lot of that <laughs> recently, yeah. Um, Kind of just do a variety of things. I'm going to try to get more into tactics games upcoming for the next Copy few months. Down. So if you're into those, Check that out. Yep. hit me up. Very good. Uh, Eric, thank you. Thanks for hanging yeah, out for us. Thank you with for having us. me on. Um, you know, we were uh, very excited to have you on and uh, we had a really good time. And uh, if you would l- want to come back, we'd be happy to have you. Yeah, I would love awesome. to can get another hour of context in this great adventure called Lost. <laughs> we'll bring you on for Hurley's heartbreak. Oh. Uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. Yeah, if you're trying to be lost with us, check out the next episode we're going to be doing. We'll be doing uh, we'll be doing season 3 episode 6. I do. And as an added bonus, next week we'll also be watching our first Lost Missing Pieces webisode, Ours and Crafts. I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Okay. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on the show? No. <laughs> Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by Adam Busher and J.P. Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music. Lostpedia and the community of contributors there. Random.org for creating the watch order. Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1. Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at g Email.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost. That's ko fi.com slash we are lost on lost. <laughs>